0: It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast, And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we're going to chat a little bit about the United States Women's National Team roster drop ahead of the United States Women's National Team friendlies versus Germany. Before we get into all that, a quick reminder to download follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube so that you never miss when we go live because we stay live. We are permanently <laughs> live. Happy live Oween Happy Halloween. We're here to hang out with you all. Trick or treat energy going on here at A3 today. I'm joined by Princess Lisa, lovely <laughs> tiara. I'm loving it. I'm trying to do my best Candace Parker CP3 look going on here. Uh, I, I mean, I like it. Not only my princess though, but
0: uh, go Fells! Phillies are game look, of three tonight.
2: Philly repping on the show. Chicago repping on the show. That's what we do here, Lisa. That's what we do. We rep our set whenever we can. We're back at it. We we flew back home from DC. You're back in Philly. I'm back in Chicago, and we are
0: back live because of course we are. How are you doing today? uh i'm great i mean it's halloween so like there's that innate smell of a bonfire in the air uh, constantly throughout the entirety of today and it just is delicious to smell um and like the vibes are good in philly we've got like all the great fall trees happening and it's crisp cool weather it is a little sad to be away from you though because our last what like multiple episodes we did we were sitting directly next to each other I could just reach over and give you a hug if I wanted or like elbow you when like something was happening in the chat that I wanted you to see it was it was such a joy to be with you um Sandra like in person and like covering the NWSL championship and the match that we got between Portland and Kansas City and we talked all about it but uh the news never stops and we knew (laughs) that the roster is going to drop soon because U.S. has a a pair of friendlies coming up so I'm I am thrilled that uh, I I got to see you yesterday and we're back at it today. In person yesterday, virtual today, but it's good to see you, bud. How are you? I know. It's a little cruel, right, to have spent, like, so
2: much time together and then it's, like, just like that it's over we blinked and it all went to, it went through and in, in, in the blink of the eye there uh, but no I'm with you I think it, we were like high we we're running high off the emotion of what an NWSL championship final is um, and it definitely didn't disappoint it delivered I think that was ultimately what we were chatting about mostly throughout our time out in DC congratulations once again to the Portland Thorns on winning the 2022 NWSL championship congratulations to Sophia Smith double MVP, MVP of the league and of the NWSL Championship final, uh, 2-0 win over Kansas City Current. We have a ton of content up for mm-hmm. you all. So again, make sure you are following, subscribed, or downloading, whichever your preferred method is of consuming the show. We've got it all there for you in the archives and in the feeds. So check out all of our championship week slash weekend content, and you can get caught up on all the fun stuff that we were doing. But today we got to talk about the United States women's national team. They have a pair of friendlies right around the corner. We're doing this on a Halloween. So it's October 31st, November's tomorrow. The international window is coming up sooner than you think. Two games set Tuesday, November the 10th will take place at Uh, D R V P N K stadium in Fort Lauderdale. And then Sunday, November 13th at Red Bull arena in Harrison, New Jersey, United States women's national team are going to take on Germany. This is exciting. And we talked a little bit about this when the friendlies were even just announced how thrilled you were, because it essentially meant that the United States women's national team was going to close out their 2022 calendar year Going up against not one, not two, but three FIFA top 10 ranked programs, uh, to, to close things out. So they had that pair of uh friendlies in Europe against England and in Spain, and so now they're gonna close out with two games against Germany, and they're going into this one in a bit of a two-game skid, dropped yeah. results. Uh, In in October, so here we are, uh, we're going into about a month later, and now they're going to face Germany. But not only are they going to face Germany, we know the 24 who are going to be participating in camps. For these Germany friendlies. Let's uh let's go a little bit back and forth here, at least and let the people know who got called into these camps by head coach blacko and I'll start with the goalkeepers. There are three coming into the mix. It's Adriana french Casey Murphy, Alyssa Nayer, Defenders, Alana Cook, Crystal Dunn, Emily Fox,
0: Naomi Girma, Sophia Huerta, Haley Mace, and Becky Sauerbrunn. Midfielders, Sam Coffey, Lindsay Horan, Taylor Korniak, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, and Andy Sullivan. And then rounding out the forward, seven of them as well. Ashley Hatch, Alex Morgan, Mallory Pugh, Megan Rapinoe, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, and Alyssa Thompson. We've got our 24 three goalkeepers and then seven defenders, midfielders and forwards uh, as, as the roster rounds out some new names, some names back in the roster. A lot of, a lot of old faithfuls still in this mix um, that, that we get to see and continue to see. But I think a big emphasis for the, these friendlies is that this U S side is going up against Germany, who is uh, runners up in the euros this past summer. Um, A top three team. This is it's, Exactly who you want the United States to play after losing to England and then Spain just about a month ago.
2: I uh, I like that we're seeing a little bit of continuity. That is something that we have seen out of Vlaco Andonovski and the head coaching staff mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. uh, leading out of the Concacaf W Championship in July. So we've seen, like you said, Lisa. A lot of familiar names here because post championship when they're post World Cup qualification, the coaching staff has tried to retain a little bit of familiarity coming out of that particular competition right. so the 23 25 players who were in and out from really june even those friendlies against columbia ahead of the Concacaf qualifier we've seen in some type of rotation uh injury has obviously played a big factor mm-hmm. during this kind of second half of the calendar year for the United States women's national team. I mean, it it ultimately impacted the roster that was named for that CONCACAF W championship, but we've still seen a lot of those similar players across the rosters uh, for, for all of the international, national Wendy's to have taken place since then. So I'm not too surprised by some of the names that we've seen (laughs) that we're seeing on these, these 24. Uh, I do even like that. Somebody like Alyssa Thompson is getting a second consecutive call in to these camps. Yeah, young I think player on on the roster, always excited to get about that.
0: Yeah, a high schooler, right? A high schooler that did travel to Europe. Um, and that experience there definitely helps. And I, I mean, this just says that Black Lenanowski in the US were really pleased with Alyssa Thompson and what she brought to. Uh, that window in Europe, um, and what she was able to do in training, in, in the games, and in the minutes that she was given. Um, and I, I would expect maybe a little bit more minutes from her as she's now playing in the United States. And I think the environment is incredibly different than playing in Wembley or in Spain against England and Spain, respectively. Um, but it, I mean, I think we have to talk about some of the new names added to this list, Sandra, because as you said, well, uh, so many of the the consistent names, right? Like Casey Murphy, Alyssa Nayer, um, Sophia Huerta, Emily Fox. Like there's so many players that are consistent in this roster. Ashley Hatch, Alex Morgan, Pugh, Verpino. Like these are players that have been in the camp consistently. Trinity Rodman. I know she was like on the fence six months ago, nine months ago when we were talking about these rosters. Now she's a namesake. for but we have to talk about the new names because even when the United States went to Europe and they played against England, they played against Spain, there was players initially called in and then dealing with injury because it was the end of the NWSL season. Players like Mallory Pugh not on that roster, Alex Morgan, Taylor Corniak dealing with ankle injuries, and they are all back listed. On this roster, um, it's really I think adding Pew Morgan Corniac to the the front line and the attacking presence of this United States back on this roster is is truly crucial for the elevation of the United States. And coming off of that two game skid against England and Spain, now heading into Germany, it's players like Pew Morgan Corniac that help contribute to the success in the attack. And there's also a huge name. Listed under the goalkeepers, Kansas City current goalkeeper, Adriana Franch. She is backlisted on this roster after a stellar club career with Kansas City. Um, I know that this makes you happy. This makes me happy. We talked about it after the NWSL championship that this is a player that deserves looks and should be back on there. Now we get to see her name. When it first dropped, Sandra, what, what did you think when you saw Franch on there? We can't hear you, buddy.
2: I muted myself. Sorry, <laughs> can you guys hear me now? Put a y in the chat. I love to see you all interacting in the live. Um, I was elated. I was elated to see Adriana French called into this camp. Um, yes, Hannah. Love that AD French is also back on the roster. I agree with you. Absolutely well deserved. Um, look, we chatted in Audie Field. we went live from Audie Field, mm-hmm. and we took a little bit of q a to sort of close out the nwsl uh season and our listeners had asked us a little bit already like hey like what do you guys think about this upcoming uswnt uh camp who would you like to see and we chatted about players from the finals specifically kansas city current and i said that i really wanted to see AD French back in the mix for the national team camp and coming out of that CONCACAF W championship, there was nearly, and like nearly every player had seen time on the pitch throughout the duration of that tournament. And unfortunately, Aubrey Kingsbury who went as the third goal goalkeeper was, was not one of those uh, players. There was rotation between a Nair and Casey Murphy and, and then coming out Of that tournament, having already qualified for the World Cup, for the Olympics, winning the whole tournament, knowing that there were going to be a handful of international windows remaining. And sort of looking at the form of NWSL and taking note of the fact that French was putting together a very, very strong season with Kansas City current I was ready to see her called in a bit earlier I mean yeah the real real uh the real mix of that undefeated streak that Kansas City went on took place like kind of during the summer and throughout the final stretch of the regular season so I almost just sort of felt like I was waiting I was like oh yeah any any one of these camps now uh French is gonna get um, called into, you know, back into the mix with this team. So yeah. it's great to see her name on there now uh, against another
0: top team. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really yeah, excited for her. I, I agree. I mean, so well-deserved for this player. And and she has been in the mix before. She has eight caps with the U.S. Um, uh, the 31-year-old really led this Kansas City side. And Vlako for those that don't know, lives in Kansas City. He's based there. So um, in his media availability, he talked about how he had gotten to see her a lot uh, at the end of this year and as Kansas City went on their run. And there's just something different about a coach watching a play in person, especially when, um, on the streams, a lot of times uh, when you're watching a goalkeeper in particular, so much of how influential they are on the field is, is what's happening when the ball is at the other end of the pitch, right? Where their vocal ability that you can't always pick up on a broadcast. So the fact that Andonofsky attends these games and can watch someone like French in person and understand that. Her leadership on the pitch isn't just because she's getting seven goals or seven saves in a semifinal match and um, all these clearances, but her vocal leadership and her maturity and her veteran ability to lead a Kansas City side, uh, which she is the one that led them into the NWSL championship. And she put a lot of weight on her back in doing that. Even, Sandra, you and I talking to some of the field players leading up to the the playoffs for Kansas City, saying that A.D. French is a player that has such high expectations of not only herself, but all of the players around her. And she will hold you to those standards and those high Standards that she has set, and that's something that Blackmaninovsky has seen before. Maybe hadn't seen in the last year or so being traded from um, Portland and then heading to Casey. But as she has proven herself and and consistently. Right, it's not just proven yourself in one game against Shield winners, getting seven saves and a shutout, but it's doing that consistently in moments of adversity, in moments of a really tough and tight pressure. So deserved for A.D. French to be back on this roster. So, so deserved. But
2: I think that gives a little bit of ammunition to what I was mm-hmm. saying, though. I mean, uh, yeah. to, to hear Blacko in this, in this press conference, you and I were able to, to sit in a little bit and sort of hear um, him field questions. Uh, and he mentioned that him being a local to Kansas City, that he has been able to watch – branch and her performances a little bit more closely perhaps than some other teams in NWSL and that he was very impressed with her season, specifically that second half of the season with the current. Mm -hmm. So it took a little while, but she's finally back in the mix with this goalkeepers union. And we're so excited uh, to see it.
3: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
0: Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash
2: podcast. The, but that means that um, with alongside Alyssa Nair and Casey Murphy, uh, that means that somebody like uh, Aubrey Blenso is not part of this, uh, this, this current women's national team camp. Uh, for you, Lisa, when you looked at some of the names on this one, was there someone else that you were a little bit surprised to not see
0: involved in the mix here? Yeah, I think that's uh, honestly where my mind goes in in the celebration of having AD French on this roster. It means that only three goalkeepers called in. There's going to be players left off. And there were definitely players that I'm going to say were missing from this roster, uh, maybe in in what I think they should have been called in, but also as in they've been consistent names in the past and now they're not there. And Aubrey Kingsbury is one of those players who, who had been called in consistently over the last year since... Washington won the 2021 NWSL championship. She was goalkeeper of the year last year and she was consistently called in, but also not getting any minutes, right? Like playing in these training camps, um, traveling to Europe, but not getting any time on the pitch. And I think when you compare that to someone like 80 French who had been doing it so consistently, I'm okay with that trade-off for Blacko Anonofsky, um, I think still it's a bit of a question mark for him as in who is going to to be that younger goalkeeper that's called in and maybe Casey Murphy will answer that call. But I think that's what he was hoping for in a player like Aubrey Kingsbury. But some of the other names um, not on this list that we had seen before, Carson Pickett, defender for North Carolina Courage. She had been in and out. It was almost as if Pickett and Haley Mace were were flip-flopping a little bit and he was deciding between those two. Um, This is me completely speculating, but to not see Pickett on this roster was almost a a bit of a circling and a question mark for me, um, because when you look at the back line or the defenders that he has called in, Alana Cook, Crystal Dunn, Emily Fox, Naomi Gurma, Sophia Huerta, Haley Mace, and Becky Sauerbrunn, that's a very solid group of defenders, incredibly solid. Could Pickett fit into that list? Yes, I think so, but we're already at 24 players. Like these are just some of the things I noticed, um, we, we also talked about a lot because of Kansas City's incredible run in the, the domestic NWSL leave. Alex Luera, a player that I think should be getting yeah. looks. Um, and maybe you don't give a player like that a look at this point just because that you you have a pretty stacked midfield and you still have Sam Coffey that needs to get minutes as a rookie, as a new one coming, coming into this roster. But I would have loved to see a player like Luera listed on this roster just because of of her run in the NWSL and what she was able to do. Now, I think the the question mark can be a little bit about the consistency there because she was playing so many different positions and so many different roles. Um, I imagine if she was playing one singular position and having a lot of consistency in that role and in her job with Kansas City, maybe we would see her name on this list. But as of now, no Alex Luera. Um, also, no Mitch Purse, Sandra? Yeah, uh, it was, I mean, I think that sort of was
2: addressed, I think, towards the, closer to, uh, the friendlies that took place in October. Uh, I think hearing Vlatko talk a little bit about, you know, having to, needing to see Purse get to uh, a different type of form that they've been seeing, uh, from other forwards in the league was something that was an attribute to that, um, But uh, the timing of it for me was didn't make a lot of sense um, because ultimately there was not a lot of time remaining in the regular season of the NWSL. So it was a little bit of a mixed reaction for me in terms of saying having a conversation with the player and having that conversation hit the bullet points of like, Hey, like we really want to see you yeah. hit a peak form in, in the league and let's make sure that you get at re acclimated there and get you back into the mix. And then you go back to the league that only has a couple of weeks remaining. And then, your team is, like, eliminated, right, from mm-hmm. playoff contention. They had been mostly at the bottom half of the table. And then it's kind of like, well, where's the opportunity to actually, you know, get back into form? So it's it's something that we'll have to keep an eye on because – you know, uh Perse was was not on those those uh friendlies in Europe. And so I'm not too surprised to not t- to see her absence in 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 this Germany uh friendlies roster. Um, but I think when when people are looking at the forwards and sort of seeing such a young player like Thompson get a second consecutive call-in, perhaps they're kind of like Hey, like we're, we're seeing Alyssa Thompson. This is this is a player that doesn't necessarily have NWSL mm-hmm. play under her belt at the moment. She's a high schooler right now. So I know I know folks are, are curious about that. I mean, I know a lot of folks are also really curious about where a player like me official will land in terms of the forward core Fourth, we got we're talking yeah. about her now. Fourth, I got you, I got you. Don't worry. Uh, because that's something that I want to, you know, keep an eye on too. I'm a I'm a big fan of, of the path that Me Official has chosen for herself. Uh, I yeah. love that this so. was a player who was uh highly rated going into the NWSL draft, ultimately was a top five pick, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. and you know, made the decision to go play professionally. In Liga Amex Feminil. So she's in Mexico right now with Tigres Feminil. And that's not like any little old club, right? Like this, Tigres Feminil has been a top tier, if not the number one team in Liga Amex Feminil since its foundation. And they have won multiple championships. And they have typically been a program that has attracted really elite talent to this yeah. point um, talent that has, we have sort of seen uh, filtered off right into other places. There are fours that in, in mid middies who have gone on to, to different uh, club teams in Liga femenil Uh But we, now that there are uh, there's the rule where they're allowing, you know, foreign players, non-Mexican players to come on in to participate in with any team or be signed by teams. It was very cool To see a player who had spent so much time in U.S. youth international systems finally make the leap to go pro, and the decision that she made was to begin her journey in Mexico. I love that. I'm a huge fan of that. Everybody knows how much I, you know, I love Mexican soccer, having having grown up watching it, and she is tearing it up with tigres Femino. It's not like she's just, yes. you know, riding the bench or not having a role. This is a starting caliber player and she just won the league's golden, golden boot, hit. racking up 18 goals, right? So I I just, you know, I I understand people's um you know, or ur- like sense of urgency around it, right? It's it's, it's all about to try, like making sure all the the right things line up with also the right opportunity. Um, So I love that Andonovsky is actually fielding questions about that. He did say in the presser and the previous presser that they are keeping tabs on a player like Fischl, that apparently the conversation was had and that they want her to continue uh, doing what she's doing and continue her form. Um, and I think that when people see, um, you know, a very, very young player like Thompson get called into the core, they they wonder, like, well, maybe why not, you know, see somebody like a, a Mia official as well. So we will have to just be on the look. I think we yep. got to call it, you know, we got to call it big fish watch. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to see when, when that happens, um, you know, for for this player. Um and I understand it. Again, I, I get it. I sympathize and empathize with it actually. Yeah. I really do believe that you know, if this was, you know, if me official was doing what she's doing in Sweden, she might have already got a call in there. I mean, if you're coming out as the golden boot winner or if you're coming out and putting the performances that you're putting together and had she been doing this type of performance in Europe versus Mexico, is this the same conversation that we're having or is me official already called in to these camps, right? So I think yeah, that's I think. Where, where folks are, are sort of trying to like, you know, connect those dots or draw those lines and uh so you're
0: okay you're okay that she's not called in at this point despite being the golden boot leader and and no I'm not okay Okay. (laughs) no no, I'm not okay um
2: but I mean I'm not somebody with control or power in order to make those decisions I just talk about it like as as we see it um so but I, I think it is cool to sort of hear uh and Anofsky give a little bit of transparency into that. And he brought up the January camp a lot. And he brought up the timeline and the buildup to the World Cup a lot. And um, how maybe some of those end-of-year camps or beginning-of-year camps tend to be a little bigger. So perhaps
0: he did- maybe official... Fingers crossed for me, for Sandra, If if that we might get to see her. I mean, he did say that they're keeping an eye on her, which is something that he has reiterated in the past, right? People have asked about Fischl a lot, and he said, hey, we're keeping an eye on her, happy about her success. But this time, he said, I would not be surprised if we see her in one of the future camps. And that's the first time that we heard uh, the possibility of that. Uh, Up until this point, it's been, yeah, yeah, we see what she's doing. We're keeping an eye on her. Now, it's – I would – not be surprised if we see her in one of the future camps, and I think that's um a little bit more promising for those on, on big fish watch because I, I think it's deserved to bring a player like that up. I really do. Um I love
2: it. Hashtag yeah. big fish watch. Let's get in trending in the build up to January. Let's see, let's see what happens for sure. We also got a little bit of uh, an injury update, I guess is that's what can be considered uh, out of this press conference. Uh, it's not, it was, again, it wasn't new for, for, I think either of us, Lisa, to sort of hear um, potential timelines for, for some players. And it really is a long list. Uh, you're talking about probably a dozen players or so uh, that you could take a look at. And form yeah. your own starting 11 with at this point, it is a long, long lengthy list. And it's not just, you know, players who have had to have off-season surgeries or are currently uh, rehabbing or going through uh, physical therapy for um, for injuries. But, you know, players who are out on maternity leave, who are new mothers Um And I I know folks uh, were reacting to a cool video from Katerina Macario getting on the treadmill, getting a run out. I also was one of those folks who was excited to see that. You love to see the timeline getting closer and closer for some of these players uh, with uh, um, uh, ASL injuries or, uh, yeah, ASL injuries specifically. Uh, So ligaments are tricky. You know, we heard not just Katerina Katerina Macario, but we had – Black uh mentioned that Lynn Williams had a little bit of a, a setback. I think hers was a hamstring injury. Uh, he mentioned that Kristen Press as well, small setback, but perhaps yeah. she will be back in the mix just after they expect somebody like Macario um, mentioned, still mentioning Julie Ertz. People are still mentioning and talking about uh, Julie Ertz and Danowski saying that of course those conversations are ongoing. Um, but, another one of these players who just had a, a baby and expanded yeah. expanded her family and, and uh, experiencing motherhood for the first time and that they want to allow her the space uh, to do that. But that conversations will, will, you know, be, be ongoing and, and and Casey Kruger as well. One of those players uh, having just had a baby and just finally getting back into training with Chicago red stars during their short postseason run and right. intentions yeah. to remain in trainings with players who are local to Chicago as well. So long lengthy list. I'm sure I missed a few, Lisa, if you want to fill in some of the blanks, yeah. just feel free. There's, there's a ton of players.
0: Yes, I mean, there's such a long list. And I think it's important to reference that uh did keep keep referring to the January camp with, with some of the players in what they were doing. Um, I know you touched on Casey Kruger and Julie, Ertz coming back from maternity leave. Um, Mallory Pugh and Alex Morgan and Taylor Korniak. They're all back in this camp that were dealing with injuries. So it's good to see that. But, um, Abby doll camper, I think that's another player that people have a lot of question marks around. She wasn't playing towards the end of the year to most of the season with, uh, Casey Stoney and, uh, San Diego wave. So she is going to have surgery. Um, there's a, a bit of, like, back-to-back and back-to-back-to-back injuries with Dahl Kemper, um, so it, her return is still pending based on the surgery that she's going to have. Tierna Davidson, defender with Chicago Red Stars and the national team, um, this was really promising to hear. She also had an ACL ter- uh, tear at last year, um, but they're expecting her to be back, like – middle of November, of course, barring anything that happens until then. But um, that means that she'll be available for the January roster, which is really, really promising to see. Emily Sonnet, another player, a defender for the U.S. and Washington Spirit. She's recovering well. She just started ball work. So they're expecting Sonnet to be available for the January camp. Kelly O'Hara is also recovering well, doing PT. She's expected to be back uh, for January camp as well. Um, Taylor Korniak is also back. Sam Mewis, they they mentioned her, the midfielder with Casey Current and the U.S. saying that it's going to take a little bit longer for her that the U.S. is just giving her time to see how she approaches PT, what she's able to do with that. Meanwhile, Lynn Williams is with Kansas City, full training. She was in D.C. She actually got touches on the ball in training while in D.C. Some people were speculating, are we going to see her in the game? Of course, we did not see her in this match. She had a little bit of a, a setback in her recovery and training. But um, Black Wondonofsky is expecting Lynn Williams to be available for that January camp. Kirsten Press, Tobin Heath, they're re- recovering. Kristen Press yeah. with that ACL. She and had some of them, a little of These players also like like
2: just coming off of injury, right? Like right. you mentioned Tobin Heath. This is someone who like just had her uh, procedure, like as uh, the rain were closing out the regular season. Um, Abby Dulcember giving an update yeah. on her own personal socials with with Instagram, saying like, "Hey, unfortunately, I've made the decision to undergo like a procedure. She's had some lingering um, back issues, yeah. so giving an update herself. So it's like it's it's really long. Yeah. And, like and I know tri- I was joking, but they literally no, it's, informed it's really us long." All
0: I'm really trying to, to hit on this for everyone because everyone is always asking us injury updates. And um, with Kristen press a little bit of a setback in her ACL recovery, but expect her to be just a few months behind Katerina Macario, not far behind Katerina Macario and, and Katerina Macario is, is with the FIFA, FIFA rehab facility in Qatar. Um, last week she was jumping. She was doing some, some alter G running, which is like the treadmill where you strap it around your waist. And so you don't have as much gravity and pressure. Pressure on your legs, um, and then getting some running in earlier on her social media as she saw. So Black saying and hoping that late Fab- February is when Katerina Macario is expected to, to be back.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I liked what came out of the um the press conference in terms of like timelines, not just for you know for players, right? These are and obviously these are. we're going to have to take all of those with a grain of salt, right? Anything can change from from here and even to 2023 as it's right around the corner. But the timeline um, that actually builds up to just the World Cup, you know, we're about eight months out from the World Cup. And while that's not a long window of time, it's a different path now for this national team. It's so much different preparing. It's so much more different preparing for a World Cup now that they have the draw, you know, we've talked about that. We covered it. Please go right. check out the episode if you missed it. They know what group they're in, teams that they're going to be, uh, you know, that they will be facing, um, and the potential path to winning a World Cup. Like what happened? What's a scenario if they, if they you know, win the group? Or what's a scenario if they finish second, right? They have things in front. Of, it's so much different uh, preparing for a World Cup now that you have actual information. Yeah. In front of you, right? Actual opposition to uh, prepare against. So it was cool to sort of hear discussion of some of these players who are still in the process of, you know, recovering, whether it's from maternity leave or or various injuries or various surgeries and sort of coupling that with kind of a bigger picture beginning in January. We all know there's always a January camp, but the, the possibility of what might come after that with the She Believes Cup And Adonofsky also saying in this presser as well that they're in the process of trying to schedule around nine matches in these eight months in the lead up to the World Cup. So it's again, it's something that we are going to have to keep an eye on, whether it's the injuries or the different rotations that might come into play as players. Get rotated back in from injury. Who's going to be rotated out, right? We're going to have so much to talk about over the next several months. Can't wait to do it with you, buddy. Can't wait to be live for it all, quite frankly, because we just stay live. live. We're always live here (laughs) at Attacking Third. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today and chatting about the United States women's national team roster ahead of the Germany friendlies. Uh, Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe on YouTube to get alerts whenever we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.